So we have one haiku, <laughs> one commercial, <laughs> and, and a whole lot of burlesque. <laughs> Right. So this has been Burlesque with Chris. Um, I was going to ask, would Janet Jackson's nipple slip at the Super Bowl work? But it would. But, it would. but on the, the other one. hand, though, would that be too on the nose? Would that work better as something else? Yeah. As like yeah. an anti-drugs campaign commercial. <laughs> Dare to resist drugs and violence and also this nipple slip. That would be good. I was also going to say that that might work for like an ode poem. Like an ode <laughs> to Janet's nipple. Do it. Can you do an ode, ode poem? to the nipple. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Ode to the nipple flying like, free you know. on America's home TVs. <laughs> Stuff like that. I was thinking more like a, not like a dirge. But <laughs> that's like a funeral song. Okay. Um, but like, eulogy. <laughs> Here lies Janet Jackson's nipple. We all got it here today. Bagpipe music in the back of the <laughs> Would anyone like to say anything to Janet Jackson's nipple before they go? You know, I really, I really miss Janet Janet. Janet Janet. That's what everyone called her nipple, Janet Janet. Because <laughs> it was the most Janet well, I've ever you know, seen. It's delirious I feel like with grief. I, I just, I feel like I really slipped out of her life. And <laughs> Thank you, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast, honest talk about young adulthood, the messy, the marvelous, and as always, the mildly awkward. I'm your co-host Corby, and I once played Costa in William Shakespeare's play Costa Finally Gets a Part. And I'm your other co-host Maddie, and growing up I played the Great Highland Bagpipes. And this is Chris, and growing up I had two Grammys. <laughs> Welcome back to the studio, Chris. It is good to have you back. This, uh, of course, is our wonderful sound producer. Mr. Chris. It is so awfully <laughs> great to be back. <laughs> Watch it. We're very early on this episode. <laughs> what, you could just replace me at the call of the dial? <laughs> yeah, no, you couldn't. Bring in the other sound producers. <laughs> anyway. So today we are talking about performing. I don't know if we did we say that? We did not. We oh. never say that. We've done that maybe three times this whole time. It's been like, today we're talking about. We're talking about this because, not just because, but we're talking about this and Chris is a an excellent performer in his own right. I don't know if you can actually say that. I don't know if you know that. Can you sing us a song? <laughs> right this very Please. second. Um, I could. Can you play bagpipes for us, Maddie? (laughs) I'm not going to, but I could. I'm just kidding. This has been a very short episode. This is the rest of our list of things to do. The only thing we have is Chris sings a song. It's beautiful, everyone cries. That's all I have written down on this piece of paper in front of me. Well, that's awkward. Um, (laughs) In all serious, no. Okay, so what do you perform? Like, what mediums do you perform in? Um, I guess, so I do... Uh, music. So I'm in a local band here called Moose. Uh, so M-U-U-S. Um, and it's the name of one of the founders of St. Olaf, because that's where we found it, or were founded oh. as a band. So, um, And I'm just going to throw out a plug, if that's cool. If that's Go for a, it. Yeah, that's it right. It will be edited um, <laughs> but we, we have all the power. We have our, Go for it, uh, though. CD release party coming up. Um, it's going to be December 15th at this cool venue called The Upstairs, playing with a couple other cool bands, Marie and the Coins, they've been around for a while, and then The Flower Stocks. Um, I, what? Why are you laughing over I there? I love bringing the coins. <laughs> okay, that's what you, you think. <laughs> you think that they ripped off Marina and the Diamonds. Uh, <laughs> it's like, see, you think a rip off of Marina and the Diamonds would be like, you know, like Becca and the Shiny Jewels or something. Maria like. and the Coins? Come on. <laughs> it's a great name, but... Marina and the Diamonds. This has been a very elaborate setup for the real topic of today, which is copyright infringement. It's a real <laughs> issue, and you need to oh God, do something you know. about it. Which I do I need, need to, get to record out of here. for the play, too, because I don't want people to be like, oh, this up? 
Um, yeah, so no, I, I guess I do music. So December 15th, the upstairs be there. Um, what and is then, your album? What's the album going to be called? It's called Little Did I Know. And mm-hmm. it's actually something that we have been re- like trying to get released for like the last two years. It's been a process with lots of bumps in the road. Wow. Um, so. But you guys have been recording like while that's been going on at the same time, right? I mean, not recording. I'm sorry, performing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, we haven't actually performed since like last October. So it's been about a year. I remember um, that performance. It was <laughs> quite beautiful. I walked in 10 minutes after it was done. Oh, yeah. no. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a couple of individuals. So Brandon, who I know has been a guest on your show, uh, was there for Brandon, at least the one hostile song. Brandon, takeover host. At least one song. <laughs> and then, um, uh, then Mara, who... I think might be on the schedule She'll be on, sometime. Yeah. She'll be in the next episode. Um, We're coming for you, Mara. Yeah, so oh, coming yeah. up. I know, so she actually was there the whole time. She was the only one. But He's um, staring at I've, us both accusatorily <laughs> as he says that. I she was moved there on. the whole um, time. Still upset. And <laughs> no. Uh, you can all make up to me, though, by coming to the release show. <laughs> all right, December 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that, and I do some poetry stuff. I, I only performed once, and it was terrifying, and uh, I need to practice for sure. Poetry as in slam poetry. Yes. Nice. And that was with or where or under what Was that event? the uh, button poetry? Like, there's, they have slams every month um, over in St. Paul. So, And I did see cool. that one. Yeah. A lot of people were either there or tuned in, like, on the video live feed, stream, live yeah. stream. So I felt pretty supportive that night. That was pretty cool. Now do a poem. <laughs> uh, roses are red. Oh. Violets are blue. What are they? I don't have poems to recite to you. Oh, that one was written. That was beautiful. <laughs> it's personal, too. Uh, so what is your favorite type of medium? Oh, music for sure. Music. Yeah. What do you play? I play guitar. Um, I started off playing bass and orchestra. And then that got really boring. Uh, when you start playing like bass guitar all by yourself, um, you can't oh, no. do a lot <laughs> with that unless you're really yeah. like technically gifted. And I was not. Unless you're Sting. Isn't Sting a, no, is Sting a bass player? Don't look at me. I'm, I'm just making that up, so. aren't I? Nope. Hello? Okay. Maybe. Anyone? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I'm just shouting into the ether at this point. But Sting, get back to us because we want to know. Yes, please tell us, Sting. Are you a bass player? So, Maddie, you play the bagpipes. I, <laughs> I used to play the bagpipes. Anything else? I also play the violin and the tin whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have performed a few times with my family. Um, like, my brother plays the guitar and the violin. My sister plays the violin. My older sister plays the bagpipes and the viola and the tin whistle. And so it's, like, this weird amalgamation of, like, folk music and, like, whatever else. How did, how did bagpipes happen? <laughs> I just want to know. Actually, okay, this is – I'm not the guest here. So, <laughs> um, so the way we kind of got into bagpiping is my older sister and my dad and I all went to this, like, Scottish festival in downtown St. Paul one year. And this – bagpipe band was advertising like free lessons for beginners and then my sister and I let's see I was eight and she was like 11 I think and my dad was like this sounds amazing so he (laughs) he he's because he's like very partially Scottish so he and my older sister started with lessons and then it turned out my dad unfortunately he has has some arthritis in his fingers and Mm. was like yeah this isn't for me I'm gonna try drumming instead and so I as an eight-year-old said if my sister can do it, I can do it. I know I can do it. And, like, I was just defiant enough that I started as well, <laughs> even though my hands were, like, too small for, like, the full size of everything. But, like, um, you start when you start it with the bagpipes, this is the bagpiping episode. Uh, when you start it with bagpipes, you actually start with something called a chanter, which is, like, a, the very, very small version where you just learn the fingerings and you just sort of learn that part of things. You learn how to play tunes and scales and grace notes and P-rocks and all sorts of stuff. And then when you get good enough at that, you actually upgrade to the full set of bagpipes. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was a long time of the channel, like a couple of years because I was very small. So I couldn't like physically lift the bagpipes. I don't know why I thought this was a good idea or my parents let me, but yeah, then you start the bagpipes a little bit later. And my sister and I played with the McAllister college pipes and drums for That's a really awesome. long time. And we did some competitions in like Kansas city and Chicago and stuff like that. And, and we wow. played like with our kilts and did parades. We did Grinnell days a couple of times. Online? Like, can I find this I don't know. There? Don't look for it. No. <laughs> I don't, I, I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure that there are McAllister pipes and drums, but not like I haven't played in a good. 
so seven this, years or so. When this episode comes out, I would like to see a video <laughs> of you playing bagpipes on the Facebook page. If I, if I can find one, I'll ask my dad because I know he's like kept everything. If I can find one, I'll put it on the Facebook page because, yeah, it was a long time. Like for a long time growing up, my dad would be like, okay, I'm going to be out of the house like for yeah. a little while. You guys better practice before I get back because it's <laughs> deafening. Or like we would practice in the garage and stuff mm-hmm. like that because it was just too loud. So so you were in a garage band. The, bag, <laughs> the bagpipe sisters. I was in a garage bagpipe band out there playing my stress phase and reels mm-hmm. and yep. Did you ever have like a phase where you went into that like emo punk goth like bagpipe music? <laughs> is there emo punk goth Oh heck bagpipe yeah there music? is. Really? You gotta look it up. Oh man I was a bagpipe purist. It was just you know a lot of a lot of competing. Like I feel like a lot yeah. of like, because I kind of grew up in the country, so a lot of girls my age were like horse riding competitions I do and like 4 H. And like, I was like, I'm going to Chicago to play the bagpipes for a weekend and win some medals and stuff. So, mm-hmm. really unique experience that I'm very grateful for. And I hope someday to go back to that. But we have been talking about bagpipes for a long time. <laughs> Is that what we were talking about? <laughs> and then, okay, so then, Corby, do you perform? Yes, I have an equally as uh, equally long story to tell. I played I played cello for about three years. Um, gave it up for um, drugs, and then just kidding, just kidding, mom. That sweet, sweet mom. math <laughs> instead of the cello. Yeah, I played cello for three years, uh, and then when I entered high school, I discovered theater in my later years, and then in college, I wrote and uh, did some acting, and then I did improv in college, but. No, no, no instruments other than cello. Have you done any acting, Chris, or improv type stuff? Um, I was in a couple cabarets. Wait, what? <laughs> in college. <laughs> yeah, I was in a couple cabarets in college. One was called Gender Bent, and it was like, oh. Wait, what are cabarets? They're I think like, my mind went right to burlesque, and I was like, holy uh, crap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we were nude the entire time. Um, it Tastefully, was the most though, because it's burlesque, right? <laughs> Well, sometimes. <laughs> uh, no, so they they are just like you have a theme of some sort, and all of like the there's like monologues or music or all these different art forms that go into the same theme, and usually there's like some sort of arc of some sort that that's important behind all of them. So one was gender bent, and another one was like a mental health one that the other wellness center peer educators at Saint Olaf and I put on called the Bitch of Living, and um, was like a super fun thing that we really put our names on and liked a lot. That sounds so. awesome. Although I could see why that would be awkward as a burlesque, like a <laughs> mental health. <laughs> Take off the shackles of your mental right, illness yeah, and no. also all your clothing. All your clothing <laughs> is just a, a representation. I actually did a speech in speech class when I was in 11th grade <laughs> on how like all of these things kept weighing me down. Like it was like a personal journey speech that we had to do. And so I kept putting on layers of clothes to like represent just how like, you know, weighed down it was. Anyway, that's He just... passed out. He doesn't remember. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I assume the ending. As the speech went backwards, it was like I found all these protective factors. And so I started taking clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be me at the end just sweating. <laughs> Probably not even performing, just watching you put on like, all the layers. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. <laughs> this is like, a mistake. You're putting on another jacket. Okay, well, here we go. <laughs> Just really reluctantly. Every yeah. step. No, I, I had to hire one of those um, like people that goes out on basketball courts with the legs <laughs> to come out. Like someone to during the throw speech. you a water bottle in the middle. <laughs> okay, just give me a second. I gotta. You're like dumping water on your face. Like I'll be right back. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I got C plus speech. on that one. So. <laughs> you got a what? A C plus. Oh. <laughs> No, I'm just plus, I think I got an A on that. I was going to say, like, the plus should have been for, like, human suffering. Like. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ooh, all right, we've got through one question. <laughs> Special thanks to Steve Higgins for composing our theme song. Find him on Facebook at Steve Higgins Music and follow him on Instagram at steve.higgins. So Chris, what made you start performing? I feel like music's always been something that's like, connect, like it connects people. Like that's probably my serious answer here. Mm-hmm. Um, but for money, for drugs would be this <laughs> <laughs> the silly answer, yeah, right? Yeah, that's come um, up a lot. That's so I why relate I... to the cello thing. Like <laughs> I get it. 
Um, no, but I think, yeah, it's just something that connects people and it's, it just, it's like a unique feeling. So that's, that's all I got. When did you start playing guitar? Like when did you start getting into music and stuff? Um, I think the first time I actually started really enjoying music and playing music was playing in jazz band and I played bass in jazz band in like seventh and eighth grade. And then it was like ninth grade that playing the bass was not fun anymore. And so then... I started picking up guitar, although then I found a salsa band to play in for like a few years, and so started playing in that. <gasps> and, salsa, yes. Um, so that made bass fun for a while, but guitar was probably ninth grade, and I just started writing songs, and it was like a good way to express. That's awesome. All of like the emo emotions that I <laughs> had. Um, like I'll look back at old lyrics, and it's like you know, <laughs> like slit my wrists over the like you know, it's like oh, the really dark shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't understand me, mom. Right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like do what with what <laughs> just unnecessary censorship of this whole episode <laughs> this section is about bagpipes <laughs> you're gonna censor my bagpipe stories how dare you it was 10 minutes this is the first <laughs> I don't know maybe just 5 minutes you know what I don't we'll, I don't have to sit here and take this from you. Bagpiping is beautiful right. and the bagpipe community will rally around me and you will be the villain in this story. I like would three love people to get, show up. <laughs> I'd love to get like threatening tweets. I literally okay, I know at least one of our listeners has played the chanter before, so yeah. Is that your no, sister? Sure. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's my older sister who's in Nashville oh. as a nun. And she brought her bagpipes with her. Good for her. Yeah. Shout out so to So what Mary. we do now is we form a band, and you'll like play the bagpipes, and over it I'll read my really old, depressing poetry. But you'll have lyrics. to shout at top volume, though, because bagpipes are so loud. Oh, so it's yeah. going to be me playing the bagpipes and you shouting this horrible poetry. That should be like a real performance thing. art. I would 100% back that. I'd be the only one just like with a candle. <laughs> yes! What do you say? <laughs> We could call it Sad Pipes. That could be the name of our act. <laughs> and we're back. I'm so sad sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Sad Pipes. I was trying to think of a punny name for it, but I couldn't. I thought Sad Pipes was a little too, I don't know. Too on the note. Yep. It's never too on the too note. Too on the note. <laughs> okay. Uh, Corby's like, I'm in hell. I'm literally in hell. All right. Um, and he is walking out of the room. <laughs> and he's flipping um. us off with both hands. So, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, do you remember the best performance you've ever had? You know that one you missed? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was not the best performance we ever gave. trauma from that. <laughs> trauma. I was um, almost there. <laughs> no, so the best one ever was this festival in Lanesboro. And it was in the, like, the middle of rural nowhere. And we played for like two hours. And everyone in the audience at that point was either on some sort of drug or just wasted out of their mind. And so they would be like crying and then laughing and then <laughs> dancing and then trying to sing along, but they don't know the words because they're all like original songs that they've never heard before. Um, and it was just, I mean, it was just a really fun night. It would you say that that was your favorite audience to play for then? That, yeah. I yeah. think it's just like, it's when people get into what you're doing that you just, it's just, you get so much more energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of when I did improv in college and... Usually, like, our crowds were drunk college kids, so you would have, like, an, like this auditorium full of, like, 200 drunk college kids, and they're the best crowds, except <laughs> when you're like, can I get a suggestion? They're like, uh, banana, and they're like, besides banana, they're like, cucumber, and like, is the next one penis? They're like, penis! <laughs> you're like, all right, so just phallic objects, um, really, this very sophisticated crowd. I like the image of you guys up there, like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed, you guys need to step up. Yeah. So, like, those would be the best crowds, but sometimes we would do shows for other, like, groups or whatever, so we would be, like, stuck on a tiny stage somewhere. Mm. So many shows oh. where it's just, like, you can't hear yourself because the place is too big, mm-hmm. or everyone's, like, stone-cold sober, and so they're just, yeah. like, oh, no. make us laugh. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Worst performances. But, you know, we've had we had a lot more good ones than we had bad ones. But I'll Yeah, it's just ones. fun to highlight the bad ones, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> what about you, Maddie? Well, I'm worried because I'm going to talk about bagpipes again, and Corby's already <laughs> giving me a look. <laughs> okay, no, but it actually matters because okay, the thing with bagpipes is it uses wooden reeds, and it's already really gigantic mm-hmm. and really loud. And so when it's cold and when it's dry, it gets a lot harder physically to play. So the worst, yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> actually, <best> yet. Wow. <laughs> so I think one of the worst ones. 
We had a really long parade. I think it might have been Grand Old Days one year. Mm. Um, and it was so cold. And, like, oh. your Isn't fingers are July getting... is or something? Yeah, it was a... Well, I mean, it's Minnesota. So it's, like, one of those freak days where it was just freezing. And, like, my fingers were so numb I could barely feel them on, like, mm. the actual playing part of things. And the reeds were getting so, like, dry and cold. It was, like, just... Oh, it was bad. And Did then you had to walk. throwing tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> Because that might have been me. <laughs> like, just you know. And then Chris pops out and was like, screw you and your bagpipes. I don't care what the weather's doing. Yeah, so I basically, I think the worst and like. I just imagine him like, I'm going to divert the attention. Starts just taking off layer after layer. Throwing bananas and cucumbers at you. It was a very weird day. On second thought, it might have been a fever dream of mine. Um, no, but anytime it was freezing cold, bagpipes are just the worst. Just because I am super curious, what sort of mental, emotional, physical state are you in before and after shows? <laughs> okay, so I just want to talk about the banjo player in the band for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to play just us two together, and he would pee so <laughs> many times before a show. We would be up there like 30 minutes, and he'd probably go to the bathroom like seven, eight times. Oh, no. And pee every time, which I'd never understood how you could just keep peeing mm-hmm. that much. That's going to be some sort Impressive. of like cortisol. Your body's like, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die. We yeah, have to right? do this now. I don't want to die and then have it come out. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same experience every show. I would I would have to pee a hundred times. But then when I got on stage, I was like, like I just like, oh. had no water left in me. So I'd always like my mouth would be dry. Oh, no. I still have lots of sweat, but you know, other than that, yeah, the just no, water I, I regulation. Like is not. <laughs> I'm like, I have to pee, I have to pee, I have to pee. And I would like wouldn't drink anything on purpose, but yeah, I'd pee mm-hmm. all the time. How yeah. about you? How do you deal with nerves? Or do you get nerves? Usually, before you yeah, perform? usually I get really, really nervous and I'll like shut down and I won't talk to anyone. Like if people come up to me, I'll be like, hey. I'm just so in my own state that I can't even handle like conversation or talking to people or noise. Like, something's wrong, or he's being a right. total diva. Right? right. right. He's like, <laughs> oh, there's Chris no, the... with his like <laughs> Don't talk guitar. To him. Don't try to talk to him. He the place guitar on stage. <laughs> and really, you're just like, I hope I don't die. Right. And then it takes about three songs to actually get into like feeling okay. And then once I'm okay, things go great till the end of the show. And then after the show, I'm just exhausted and then just still don't want to talk to anyone, <laughs> but feel like I have to go out and like talk yeah. to everybody and mingle Have you guys stuff, ever so. had a, like, I don't know if how it works with your band, but have you ever had a situation where you're so nervous, like you played super fast? Yes. All the time. <laughs> we are the worst with tempo. I will admit that. And usually it's me. Um, we do not like, stay on beat. Stay up, stay up, stay up. Yeah. How about you? Do you? I mean, what's what would be the equivalent for like doing more performing arts, like improv or something like <laughs> just that? Just super manic, like just <laughs> really, really fast. Someone give me this suggestion. No, not this suggestion. No, I think we should do it in bananas instead of like you can just like <laughs> this <laughs> nervous energy. Just... Cucumbers. We're gonna do cucumbers now. Um, I, I feel like I was the same way. I would kind. I wouldn't shut down because we had to be very like high energy together because we'd always prep before every show, like doing scenes and things. But I would get very sweaty. Very, like, shaky. Like, my hands would just shake. I would pee a lot. <laughs> and then it took me, like, probably the equivalent of a couple shows or a couple songs in. It would always take me, like, five minutes before I was okay mm-hmm. with, like, jumping on stage. <laughs> no, parades to? aren't, aren't. I don't know. I, like, it's weird with bagpiping because you do so many different things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know how this is going to come across <laughs> in the episode. I like, did not anticipate talking better. about bagpiping this much. <laughs> it's going to be called bagpipes, <laughs> I am so sorry. Okay. Well, okay. So I don't really get nervous before stuff like, or didn't used to, I suppose, like parades and stuff like that, because you're just playing and people are always like, I mean, it's, 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 um, there's less pressure with that, but like we did a lot of competitions as well. We do like five or six every summer in like different cities and stuff like that. And like, holy crap, it's the worst. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, it was more like, I just feel really sick to my stomach and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this sort of thing. So have you ever, have you ever been in an audience where like the performance so like you're an audience member have you ever been an audience member where the performer was like very audience participation heavy and like really oh, wanted you yes. to do stuff okay matt and kim um is they're just like this couple that plays really fun music if you haven't heard matt and kim you should go listen to matt and kim um but they every song they have some sort of audience participation one time kim who's like the drummer would like go out and like walk on the hands of the audience members mm-hmm. and then was like out there for a whole song like twerking and stuff and just like i don't she's crazy muscular i don't know how she does it or keeps <laughs> her balance it's insane they're like look around if there's someone standing next to you that you want tonight like you should put them on your shoulders 
And anyone like, yeah, do people that? like go up on shoulders. What? Um, and probably like friends, you know, or whatever. I, just, I would hope so. Like, um, but one of my friends. And that's how I met your mother. <laughs> like, that's the actual ending just, to that whole show. Just grabbed me, <laughs> me on the shoulders. Um, yeah, but they had like balloons and confetti, and they had like a big tarp that they put over like the audience at one point, which got really hot and sweaty under there, <laughs> really fast. But yeah, I mean, they're just you so much fun. You went to that show? Yeah, I've been oh. to like three of their shows. Oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. They were, yeah. they were like fun parties. See, they're that cool. sounds fun, but it also sounds stressful. I think I get stressed out whenever I have to participate as an audience yeah. member. I'm like, no, I'm oh, not but here. You never for like that. have to because everyone else is like just party dancing, like whatever. See, I'm more of, this is why I'm so attached to Adele, because I'm more of like, I just want to sit in this chair while you sing to me. Like, I don't, I don't You entertain me, Adele. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm all for like dancing, but I hate pits. I hate mm-hmm. like general admission type events because I'm like, I'm not one, I'm not aggressive enough to be like on the ground floor, like, please get out of my space. I'm more just like, I'll just go sit in the corner. Like, I'm totally okay with that process, but. Yeah. I don't know, maybe that answers this, but what is the best show you've ever been to? As an audience member. Oh, they're all different, though. Because there's, like... But no, no, it's the best. <laughs> no. You have to choose the best one. Um, the I'm, question okay. wasn't, Chris, are they all different, though? <laughs> what is the best? Yeah, but they're different. Like, they're, nope. di- like, amazing in different ways. No. Just pick the best show in different Okay, so... It's hard to be real hard on you right now, but you can do more than one if you okay, want the, to. The best show that I've been to is to see Cloud Cults, and I've seen them, like, five Cloud times. Cults. And they're just, like, they somehow just connect on this like emotional existential level with the audience that is just profound and like beautiful and I just I love them so much okay and what's your number two just for the record (laughs) how dare you (laughs) because I have two um my number two uh the who probably in 2007 I saw them and they were just really fun like it was a great like big band experience because I have, I have two, which is why I prompted it. <laughs> First one being, I saw Licky Lee in Philadelphia, and I had, I had liked her first album, but I hadn't really listened to her second one until before the concert. But I went there, and I was like, my phone died halfway through, and it was just like, I was so focused on the show, which was like the first time I've like really been to a concert, and I'm like, oh my god. Like, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. Um found out later that my battery was expanding in my phone. Um, (laughs) So if I had waited a couple more days, it would have exploded. Okay, um, that's terrifying. That's taken care of. I'm still alive today. And then the other one being, I saw Matilda in London, the musical, and it was, oh my gosh. Like, we cried just so much. We cried so much because there was just so much. Like, these kids, (laughs) these little kids are like 10 years old, and they're like nailing these moves. Eating chocolate cake. Eating chocolate cake on stage. Like, how'd you get the cake up there? Uh, (laughs) Like, why why are you smashing cake? Have you seen the movie, Michael? Yes. So the part where... I've I've read the book, Corby. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I don't know if this is in the book, which is partly why. But when they grab her pigtails and twirl her around and throw her, that that happens on stage during the play. And it is the coolest thing in the world. That's awesome. Like, I, I really this. love practical effects in stage. Mm-hmm. That's so much fun to watch. Yeah. Probably one of the best shows I've ever been to. These are, okay, <laughs> if I can do two, one of them is bagpipe related. So, you know, <laughs> it was a Canadian band called Salon Shiva, which is like Gaelic for like welcome or something like that. But they're sort of, um, I don't know if they're still around, but we were in Kingston, Ontario, at a bagpipe competition, and the night before, Slanchaba was performing, and they had a bagpiper in their band and stuff like that. And Marina, my older sister and I were really little, so like we went, and our dad took us, and it was a super fun show. Nice. Um, the other one was at this venue called the Cedar Cultural Center, which is in yeah. um, Minneapolis, I think. Yeah. I actually went to a live podcast recording there, so just saying. Oh yeah, someday we're coming for you, Cedar. Right. Um, <laughs> this was like a. a a long time ago as well, they used to have something called the Nordic Roots Festival where they'd have a whole bunch of different bands from Scandinavia and that sort of thing come over and play for like three days. And this one band, I don't, again, don't know if they're still around, called Hoven Droven, which was a really Hoven fun Droven. band. Yeah. Have you heard of them? I've heard of them. Yeah. A great show. I'm pretty sure it's, I actually have it on a live CD of theirs or something like that. Um, but it was just super fun. Tons of energy, lots of running around in the crowd, really, really good musicianship and stuff like that. So... Those will be mine. Find the Mildly Awkward podcast on iTunes. Subscribe for new episodes dropping every Monday. And leave us a rating and a review. Okay, so, Chris, 
You know you I have, have no deal breakers. You, <laughs> <laughs> you have been with us, though, from the very beginning, yeah. our very first deal breakers. It's still, like, my favorite thing to do. <laughs> so everything else being equal, if you were single and dating this person, would this be enough to be a deal breaker? Mm-hmm. And, again, audience, you guys may remember... Chris does not have many of these, <laughs> but we're going to try and find them today together. So the first one is, your significant other does vocal warm-ups the hour before every social event. Well, I don't know why that would be a deal breaker. Every social Wait, event. Wait, so you like... can't even understand why we put a down as a deal breaker? <laughs> That's how not a deal breaker it is for you. Yeah, so no, they're like, like oh, I mean, we're going out to dinner weird. with like Fran and Dave. And they're like, me, mama, me, mama, like for, for an, an hour. an hour before. Yeah, no, but then I could go like watch a TV show for an hour and like have my own time. <laughs> it's really loud. Like she's in the bathroom just like, ah. I'll go run errands. I don't with, know. Like, like it's fine. the grand piano, like Chang. Every social event. <laughs> So not a deal breaker. Not a, not a deal breaker. We're like ramping this no. up so much that it's not working. Yeah, She's a dragon. It's beautiful. It's on. <laughs> well, Donkey married a dragon. I don't know. Oh my God. You're an ass. <laughs> the man with no deal breakers starring Chris. Um, what about you, Maddie? Uh, I think that probably would be a deal breaker for me because it would just get a little annoying, I think. Especially if it was like... Oh, I need to budget an hour yeah. before every. Although to be event. fair, I mean, I, I do see the appeal of what Chris is saying because, like, if they're doing vocal warmups, I can like do a whole bunch of really elaborate makeup, or I can like sleep, which is the other, you know. Anyway, or you could spend time together <laughs> while they're not doing vocal warmups. Maybe we could do them together. <laughs> How about for you, Corby? Deal breaker? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's weird. All right, I think when it would become a deal breaker is if they were like off pitch or. Like, didn't know how to sing. Yeah, we never said that they could sing. And they, but, like, on top of that, they thought they were really good. Because it would, re- it would be really hard for me oh, to, like, hard. lie to them. Yeah. Do you ever have those, like, that one friend who will always, like, play guitar and sing at parties? And you're like, bro, you really shouldn't. But I they always. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you stop being that guy once you, like, have an actual band and release albums oh. and, like, get. Play to, no? Okay, wow. So. No. This is a controversial a opinion. No, okay. I, I yeah. own that, though. <laughs> okay, we're, we're moving on. Sorry. More deal breakers. Um, all right, so they act out every movie in a dramatic monologue after leaving the theater. I do that. <laughs> oh, my oh, I'm so God. sorry. I'm so <laughs> No, I frequently will, like, quote the notebook to Rory, like, Rory, my wife, by the way. That's um, disgustingly romantic. Like, oh, no, but it's always a scene of, like, what do you want? What do you want? Look like, you know, what do you want? Do, your, do, yeah, do me a favor. Like, Look at your life. Chipotle, Chris. Five years Jeez. from now. 30 years <laughs> from now. Oh, you're doing that notebook thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next one, whenever you ask your student. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. Is that a deal breaker for you, Corby? Are you trying to avoid it? Uh, yes. It did, uh, yeah, if it's the whole movie, yes. Because I'm, like, the second you leave the theater, they're like, and now we're going to start... The notebook. And then they just, no. like, go through this, like, entire movie. See, I think uh, it can be entertaining, though, right? Like, I think it, it depends on the movie. Because if it's a really terrible movie, it is so fun to, like, go through it and be ridiculous with but someone. But you're not and, going like, through it. Like, they're doing a Are monologue. you saying that the notebook is a terrible movie? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I have actually doing... not seen the notebook. <gasps> I know. It's terrible. Maybe if you had listened to our last We're going to take a break and watch this. <laughs> no, ladders cannot take that from me. <laughs> Is this going to be our recurring uh, segment is now, please watch The Notebook by our guest. So, Maddie, not a deal breaker for you. I don't, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Whenever you ask your significant other what they did that day, they respond with, I did cats. (laughs) All right, you actually found, cats is not a good musical for me. I hate cats. I think cats is the worst. Everyone hates cats. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I just watched, like, we were just over at a friend's house, um, and they showed us, like, a video of Cats the Musical, and it was the first time I've ever been, and I was like, am I, like, high right now? Like, did they spike something? It is the weirdest experience I've ever had was watching. Okay, I, I have a question. Is there a song about magical Mr. Mistopheles? Yes, that's the one we watched. Because the only thing I remember from Cats and like going to it is magical Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> and then that's it. That's like the where it costume ends. is so. It's like just this weird blend of we're still humans, but we like <laughs> act like cats. Oh, it was so disturbing. I'm so sorry. So is it a deal breaker? Everyone no, in the room. I don't think so. Because if, if they only come home... <laughs> <laughs> like, they're avoiding all emotional connection by just saying, I did cats. Oh, like, and that's like a deeper problem, right? Like, if you're not yeah. talking about that stuff... Like, so how are you? And they're like, 
don't but know. But what if it's but like I did if it's cats. okay, so there's a difference between someone who's using that to avoid talking versus someone who's like, I did cats, haha, <laughs> oh that's my favorite joke ever. Anyways, here's what I did today. Like they just mm, always no, tell they that just joke. Say I did cats. Any reference to what they did that no, day? I I'm fine with it because I also like when, whenever the opportunity arises, <laughs> if someone's like, Who are you? and I'll be like, Who am I? Who am I? Jean Valjean. And then, <laughs> so I can understand where it comes from. I well, can. His record Did you write about record. me for all these deal breakers? <laughs> like <laughs> We asked personal and close friends too. Um, okay, so your significant other only wants to do voices from Family Guy in bed. Uh, you may yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Did we finally find the bar? <laughs> the bar has stopped falling, you guys, and it stopped plummeting through space and time to what reach is... the basement of what Chris will put up with. What's the disconnect here, Chris? It just no, like I can't I can't envision doing something so intimate with a person and have them like use such satirical comedy. Oh, I hope this happens to you. <laughs> Rory, if you're listening. We'll give you get out your best Stewie. Go down. Wait. <laughs> Would this be a deal breaker for you? I love that. What was Wait, that? What really good. Coop it. So disturbing. Uh, Is it a deal breaker for you, Corby? Yes. I, I love Family Guy, but hell no. What about you? Yeah, this is very much a deal breaker. Yeah. Also, because like I don't really know anything about Family Guy, so be like, what are you? What is happening here? <laughs> Every time your significant other introduces you to someone new, they say you are a dancer and wants you to dance for that person. God, that's hilarious. <laughs> I think like I'd be really annoyed and angry at them the first couple of times, but if we had an established agreement going in, oh, I'd do that for sure. And they just that they like you do your dances and they're like, isn't that amazing? And like yeah. now it's both of you putting the pressure on that new person. If they uh, say no, this yes. is terrible, like then they're the odd one out. Right, and it would be terrible. That's the other thing. Like I can't dance. So. <laughs> Turn this into a way to create a stronger bond with your significant other by messing with people you meet. I love that. Your, why do I get all the sex ones? Uh, <laughs> do you want me to your, do it? No, it's fine. <laughs> your significant other wants to do slam poetry, but they're only about your sex life. Oh, interesting. So they want to get up on stage in front of everyone and just talk about... Yeah, in a slam poetry format. You know, I'm feeling pretty confident tonight, so go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be really I'd, I'd probably be like it wouldn't be a deal breaker but I would definitely talk with them about it and be like please don't <laughs> and then if it's a deal breaker for them not to do that that's fine but not automatic you are a very secure person <laughs> you, or insecure I need someone that's <laughs> well the two uh, deal breaker that's yeah not that it's even that intimate but I'm like I don't I don't want people to like know yeah that would be weird it's yeah all right, so we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to do a radio play version of a play that I wrote. It is called Virginia Casserole. Uh, it's a comedy. It's okay. I hope you like it. Yes. Don't steal it. <laughs> <laughs> and be kind to us. We're not, well, I'm not an actor, but uh, it was And a lot I of fun. am. You can find me. On... <laughs> can I just say, though, that I think it's kind of pandering to use the word casserole instead of hot dish. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> not written for a Midwestern audience. <laughs> anyway, enjoy. Horton and Nikki are a middle-aged couple. We open on the two of them upon their return home as they sit down on their couch. They both have various different souvenirs and clothing items from different places around the world. Well, we've done everything. Everything? Every single thing. Well, humanly possible, at least. Did we climb Mount Everest? Last year. That's right. That was right after we fought the biggest Russian army currently residing in Canada. No, that was six months ago, on our way to coordinating the smallest flash mob in Quebec. Oh, yes. That was fun. <sighs> Did we adopt tailless dogs while wearing the tails of cats we found on eBay? Horton, who hasn't? Right, right. Um, well, did we invent a new language while driving recklessly in the parking lot of our least favorite homeless shelter? Twice, Horton, twice. Signachi in Banglish. Oh, yes. I never had the tongue for Banglish. 
Horton, I need something, anything. Like what, Mickey? A foot massage? A warm bath for... No, Horton, I need excitement. I wanted something to do right now. Well, maybe we could, you know... Horton, I have a headache. I need something to do. Like fly a small aircraft while milking my first goat. We did that three summers ago. Warranted it was a sheep, not a goat. Oh, the good days. When we used to do fun things, exciting things, new things. We are still exciting, Nikki. How so, Horton? We just got back from finding the point where China connects to Australia. No one even knew that existed, but we found that. Child's play, honey. I think we could... Uh... I'm afraid we've lost it. We've lost the excitement. <sighs> No, we haven't lost that. Nikki. Nikki! Horton, we lost it the second we lost that third orphan in the first world country back in 2012. I thought we lost the first orphan in the third world country. Oh, yeah, we did that too. Come on, Nikki, let's go do something. Do what? We've done no, every... No, not everything. We could... we could... Uh... We could kill someone. Kill? Yes, we haven't killed anyone. That sounds a bit extreme. I... Extreme? I like extreme. I'm not sure how I feel about that, Nikki. Horton, honey, it sounds perfect. Just imagine, after we do that, we'll finally be happy. Uh, I do want to be happy. Exactly. Who's that? <laughs> oh, crap! That's the Virginia couple from down the street. We invited them over for dinner, remember? Oh, yes, I remember. Oh, I can whip up something. I'll grab the knives and the plates. Oh, a knife. I'll take that. <laughs> Boy, I hope they brought their famous casserole. Hmm, let's see, I can pour this on the food and... Oh, wow, looks good. <laughs> uh, what are you pouring on their food, Nikki? Rat poison. You know, I figure this way we can... Wait, Horton, you're covered in blood? Why are you all bloody? <laughs> I might have overreacted and killed Martha Virginia. You killed Martha Virginia? Why? We said we were going to kill her. Yes, well, with this delicious meal that I've been slaving over for a few seconds, Horton, honestly. I'm sorry. I got the rage, Nikki. The rage I can only really release onto an unsuspecting housewife. <sighs> well, where is it? The casserole? You know, I don't think she brought it. No, Horton, where is the... Wait, she didn't bring... Oh, the, the knife. Right here. Boy... You know the way this knife glistens in the light? With the blood and all? <laughs> no, honey, the body. The body, Nikki. She's a lady despite her current state. Oh, just go get her. <laughs> okay, good. I will admit, Nikki, this was the rush I needed. I feel I could do anything now. You're starting to sound like a psycho, honey. Yeah, kinda. Uh, why are you holding out your hand like that? G give me the knife. What? Why? I want to uh, put it in the sink so, so we can wash it. No, I'll hold on to it, Nikki, just in case. Just in case what, H honey? You know, just in case I need it. Are you going to kill me? What? No! You said killing was a rush for you. Well, yeah. And that you'd do it again, given the opportunity. I never said that. Give me the knife, then. So you can kill me? I would never do that, Horton. I love you. Well, you need to kill something. Well, I was going to until you killed her before we could poison her with my delicious meal. Now what do I kill? I want the rush too, honey. As if summoned by fate itself, a doorbell rings. Who's that? George Virginia. Oh, I forgot he existed. I'll get the door. <laughs> Well, hey there, Nikki. Sorry I'm late. I had to pick up the casserole and... Oh my god, Martha! What happened to her? Wait, is that casserole store-bought? Well, Nikki, now is your chance. For what? Kill him. What did you say? Really? Right now? Yeah, here's the knife. No, I, I can't. That's too bloody. Ooh, I'll use my rat poison plate. Hi, George, you must be completely famished. Here, try this uh, just delicious... Get away from me. I'm, I'm calling the cops. Honey, no, don't stab him. I, I got this. How about a vase to the head? Oh, how? Oh, the cops. Uh, uh, sorry, wrong number. See, I, I got this. He's not dead, Nikki. Oh, right. Hold, hold on. What? <gasps>
Just stay down. Nope. Okay. Okay. Get away from me, psycho. You're both crazy. We're crazy? Your casserole is store-bought. Give me that knife, Horton. All of this for casserole? <sighs> that was the bee's damn knees, honey. I told you. I need a cigarette. A cigarette and some of that casserole. That ugh, store-bought casserole. You know, Mickey, we need to get rid of the bodies at some point. I think I saw a video game that shows you how to do that or something. A video game? Really? There's just too much violence in the media these days. <sighs> well, let's eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki? Yes, Horton? Oh, yes. The rat poison. Hmm. They look down at their plates, look back at each other, and sigh. (sighs) Their heads fall into the food. Thus ends our story of thrill-seeking gone bad. The casserole might have been store-bought, but the murder was homemade. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good line to end that Have a question, suggestion for a topic, or maybe you just need some mildly awkward advice. Shoot us an email at mildlyawkwardpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right, so we're going to move on to Ask the Expert. Perfect. Have... Bagpipe questions. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, all gonna of go. ours. We'll just scroll through. Uh, Should I start playing the bagpipes? <laughs> Can Maddie talk for bag- about bagpipes for another 10 minutes? Yes to both. Now let's do it. So our very real, very bagpipe-loving uh, <laughs> listeners wrote in. We've got two write-ins this week, and we're going to ask them to Chris, and he's going to see if he can help these listeners out. Mm-hmm. All right. My boyfriend and I have been dating for about three months, and he's pretty cool, but I realized that he gets a little kinky in bed, and sometimes... It's okay, but other times I want to call it off. Recently, he's decided that he wants to perform the entire Titanic sequence where Jack dies as foreplay. We have adamantly rehearsed lines for two weeks now. What the hell do I do from Ice Queen in New England? I think there's two options, right? You could leave that relationship and be fine with that. But I, So I guess I'm more interested in did he make the decision or do you make the decision together? It sounds like right? him. It sounds, it one-sided. sounds like him. Yeah. It does so like, sound one-sided. I mean, I think like if there's a problem with communication in your relationship, <laughs> you should address that first. Secondly, who would not want to act out that scene before you <laughs> go <laughs> to bed with someone? <laughs> Like, can you imagine, like, she's just on the bed, and he's, like, off the side of the bed, like, pretending to be frozen. He doesn't even have lines in that scene. No, you just, you need to, well, so the options are fix the communication problem, leave him, or find enjoyment in doing something like that. Just say yes. Just jump in. Not literally, because you're Rose in this situation. Right. (laughs) Or choose a different movie, maybe. Or, ooh, you know what? Even better. You, like, tell him you want to be hyper-realistic, and so you get, like, a really deep, like, pool or something and put it in the bedroom and have him, like, go in it, and then, like, make sure he doesn't come out. So (laughs) the fourth option is murder. Wrong podcast, Chris. (laughs) My favorite murder. We enter in on a room. (laughs) Jack and Rose. (laughs) So next one is... My mom is coming in town. Coming to town. So, <laughs> coming in town. It's a little different. You know, blame town. it on the person who wrote this question. <laughs> Whoa, don't blame it on your real listeners. <laughs> That's true, those real listeners. So the last one is, my mom is coming in town. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> To town. Just change it. Right. Is your mom coming town. in town or is she coming to town? I'm just going to change it for you. There, so for the last one, my mom is coming to town and she insists on seeing a Broadway show that has no different folks in it. I'm not completely sure what she means by different folks, but I'm a little worried that she has somehow become a total racist. 
how should I navigate this situation without offending her? And this comes from Hamel Don't in Chicago. Um, I think you bring her to the Wiz. <laughs> just exposure. Just exposure. I think what's really going on here is that your mom was referring to small children, so just don't see Matilda. <laughs> She's like, I raised you and I'm done. Different folks. Um, wow. Yeah, that's that's a really tough one. I don't know what I would do if my mother was a raging racist. <laughs> um, but I think you, yeah, exposure is probably the way to go. Just like bring her to one and just be like, all right, we're doing it. Sounds cool. <laughs> That's some expert advice for you folks out there. I uh, hope you're satisfied. And of course, write into us at mildlyawkwardpodcast at gmail.com for your questions. We might be able to squeeze you in the schedule. Mm-hmm. A big thank you to our sponsor, Acacia Counseling and Wellness, for your peace of mind. Find them online at www.acaciacw.com. That's A-C-A-C-I-A-C-W.com. All right, so we're going to check in with the culture um, with our millennial headline of the day. Mm -hmm. As you know, we always try to find headlines about millennials, rarely by millennials, but often about them because we are very, you know, easy to write about. Um... So, yeah, well, we have a headline here about performing. Mm-hmm. So the headline is, Millennials trade computers for theater seats in new wave of performing arts. Uh, so it says, just under a decade ago, the age group's internet addiction was going to kill theater. But in recent years, a pendulum has swung and millennials are welcoming an opportunity to sit, bones powered off for a two-hour stretch, taking classical orchestral music and age-old art forms. Yeah, no, I love... groundbreaking to the article. (laughs) No, I I think I love going to shows. Live theater is just a really cool experience, so I would agree with that. and I think a lot of millennials get that. And it's almost like like you were saying, Corby, with that show that you went to where your phone died. It's like, yeah, there's... I think we absolutely recognize the uh, importance of saying, like, sometimes you just want to unplug and Mm -hmm. go see some people sharing what they're passionate about. Like, that's what it's all about. And you get more out of that experience because we're so into everything else. Like, yeah. We're in the internet age, so yeah. it's that yin and yang of mm-hmm. like, now we can do something in real time, <laughs> tangible, right. or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you get to see like the talent up and close. It's like mm-hmm. listening to an album versus going yeah. to a concert, or watching a concert on DVD versus like being at yeah. the concert. There's something there's energy about I might that. have to amend my previous answer about the best show I've ever been to, because one of them was definitely the ballet. So you get so pretentious. <laughs> I'm gonna keep adding them as long as I can. It was actually a ballet in Rome. It was amazing. We were in like the nosebleed of nosebleed seats, but it was just the best. I studied abroad there, so yeah. <laughs> this is the most pretentious sounding I've well, ever been. Um, I saw someone play guitar at a backyard barbecue, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, ballet is really cool though, because like there's no dialogue at least in the one that we watched, and so it's all just dancing and then the music, and then you have your little like program to kind of follow along with what's happening but it's really cool and very athletic and very amazing this has been pointless stories with Maddie. <laughs> did you want to talk about bagpipes again <laughs> and then we left the theater and there was a bagpiper there actually is a city of rome bagpipe band though you better stop <laughs> no one can stop me no. No. i'm like mic. run out of the room playing bagpipes <laughs> i'm unstoppable Okay, well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming back and being with us. It was it was really good to be here. Yeah, um, yeah it was fun. Stop crying. It was a good time. Chris, <laughs> don't <laughs> cry. Well, now Corby's crying. Now we're all crying. We're just in here. It's so beautiful. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for crying, yeah. <laughs> Any any chance to perform, if you will. <laughs> oh, meta. It's so meta. Um, all right, so I guess we'll sign off for the for the evening. I have been your co-host, Corby. I've been your co-host, Maddie. And I have been your sound producer, Chris. Have a good night. Good night. Peace out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what? <laughs> we have to do it. Do what? Pod Oh, pod <laughs> <laughs>